0: we can become the living, breathing, wonder-working saints that the world so desperately needs. Hello, and welcome to episode 206 of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and this week I focus upon how we can go about loving God in the trials and the sufferings that we might be experiencing in life. This is probably one of the most difficult struggles that we will have on the journey towards holiness is being able to understand that God's will isn't something that we might necessarily understand. It might be something that we don't like, we didn't choose, we can't change, but loving God is about trusting him. And so this week, I share food for the head, heart, hands, and feet in order to help you be able to grow in your capacity to love God, especially in those trials and sufferings that might be going on in your life right now. So I hope that you enjoy, and I'll see you on the flip side. Christina Simmons here and just a quick reminder that if you haven't subscribed already to either the YouTube channel if you're watching this on video or if you're listening to this as a podcast make sure to subscribe so that way you get notifications anytime I go live as well as know when I have released a new episode. So thank you so much for your support and without further ado let's jump into our food for the head, heart, hands, and feet this week. Our food for the head comes from St. Francis de Sales, very appropriate, since this week we celebrated his feast day, and he tells us this. To love God's will in consolations is a good love when it is truly God's will we love and not the consolation wherein it lies. Still, it is a love without oppositions, repugnance, or effort. Who would not love so worthy a will, and so agreeable a form? To love God's will in His commandments, counsels, and inspirations is the second degree of love, and it is much more perfect. It carries us forward to renounce and give up our own will, and enables us to abstain from and forbear many pleasures, but not all of them. To love suffering and affliction out of love for God is the summit. Of most holy charity. In it nothing is pleasant but the divine will alone. There is great opposition on the part of our nature and not only do we forsake all pleasures but we embrace torments and labors. You can find this quote <clears throat> actually on page 76 of St. Francis' sales book of finding God's will for you and One of the reasons why I share this as food for the head Is that I know sometimes we struggle Particularly when we are running into difficulties Or into things that we don't understand And what we tend to do is that we tend to think That when we don't respond well to them In other words, we don't embrace them That we think that we're failing And the fact is, is that St. Francis de Scale describes these three loves for us, these three levels of love in relation to God's will so that we can understand that, yeah, for example, you know, when we have those trials, when we have that suffering and that affliction that is a part of God's will for us, that there's nothing pleasant in it and there's great opposition on the part of our nature. This we need to always remember. We're going to struggle to accept God's will, particularly when it is difficult, when it is at that third level, the summit of most holy charity. When we are enjoying, when God's will is giving us consolations, when things are all kind of going smoothly, which is kind of our human understanding for That's the way life is supposed to be, right? But, again, St. Francis de Sales tells us, no, when we're being obedient to his commandments, his counsels, and his inspirations, then we are becoming more perfect in our love. And this is important, too, for us to know that when we freely choose to be obedient, then we are loving better as well. So again, it's not when things are simple and easy and all all is grace, you know, and consolations, and that's wonderful. That is a level of love, but it is the lowest level. It's the first level. This is God inviting us into relationship with him and saying, see, you know, my yoke is easy. The burden is light. And that's very true but then when we freely choose to follow his commandments his counsels the inspirations of the Holy Spirit then we are becoming more perfect in our love this allows us to practice giving up our own will to renounce it and to say Lord your will but not mine and it also helps us abstain and set aside pleasure. So like, for example, Lent is coming up. And the church, in her wisdom, asks us to do prayer and fasting and almsgiving. These are counsels. These are things that the church, Holy Spirit, you know, the church is the Holy Spirit's presence <laughs> in our lives right now. And the fact is, is that we are then able to give up things to give up pleasures that we would normally enjoy out of love for God. How is it love for God? Because we're being obedient to what he asks of us. And he asks things of us because he knows this is what is going to be necessary in order for us to become saints. So when that suffering and when that affliction shows up in our lives, we are not going to run away. Yes, we're going to, you know, oppose it by our nature, but because we've been practicing obedience to God's will, because we know that this is the path we must follow, then we're able to do so. And when we do that, this third level, this summit of Most Holy Charity, then we're able to forsake all pleasures. We're able to set aside desire for the easy and simple and very comfortable life and instead embrace torments and labors which is exactly what Jesus did as he followed the way of the cross now I understand that this third love you might be thinking no way that's impossible and that's true it is impossible for us But with God's grace, we can do anything. We just need to be open to it. I don't think any of the martyrs ever thought that they would be capable of suffering the torments that they went through, that they had to endure when they would think about them. So, but when the time came, they endured them. When the time came... They allowed themselves to be in perfect union with God's will for them in that moment and God gave them the grace I struggle I mean, I'm I think i'm just like everybody Of where I struggle to understand this level of union with God's will you know myself But the fact is is that we have to strive for it and we can't know to strive for it if we don't know that this is what we should be striving for. So keep these things in mind as you're going through your week about how it is that I am loving. Am I just going along with the consolations, with the comfortableness, with all of God's grace and going, yay, but I'm not being faithful to his commandments, to his counsels, to the inspirations of the Holy Spirit. Can I do that? And then knowing that i'm aspiring i'm working towards being able to be in perfect union with god's will in the midst of any torment any labor anything that is difficult that is suffering that's an affliction a trial that i'm striving to be able to be ready for those things because this is what our journey is about our food for the heart comes from St. Padre Pio. He says, Don't spend your energies on things that generate worry, anxiety, and anguish. Only one thing is necessary. Lift up your spirit and love God. Now this ties into what we were just speaking about that St. Francis de Sales was, was giving us wisdom about of how to love and One of the things that St. Padre Pio tells us is don't spend your energy on things that generate worry, anxiety, and anguish. We can't control those things. Most of the time we worry about things that are possible. We are in anguish about what has happened and we're anxious for today. And St. Padre Pio gives us the prescription for cure, which is lift up your spirit and love God. So how do you do that? How do you not worry about things that are going to come? Well, you remain in the present and you say, Lord, I trust in you. How do you set aside the anguish you feel for the things that you've done the things that have brought pain to other people or even to yourself? Well, again, it's by focusing on the present. And we can do that, especially if we use the sacrament of confession, the sacrament of reconciliation effectively. Then we can clean the slate. We can set aside those things. We can say, Lord, I know that you know, I've done wrong, I know that I've harmed others, or I have been harmed by others, but yet I forgive them. Or I ask your forgiveness for the ways that I have failed to love others as you've asked me to. But again, so you can focus on the present. And then, how can we not be anxious? Huh? Immerse yourself and remember his word to us. Jesus tells us that The sparrows of the field don't worry about today. And if God is concerned about the sparrows of the field, of course he's going to be concerned about you. Of course he is going to care for you. And all things are going to work out well. But we tend to be worried about the future, anguish about the past, and anxious about today. We just need to lift up our spirit. We need to come before our Lord and say, Lord, I know, I know that you love me. I know that you are caring for me. Lord, I place myself in your presence and trust. One of my favorite uh, prayers is the, um, <laughs> I just went blank, the Nivena <laughs> of Uh, that uh, Dom Dolindo Rotolo has done, the Surrender Novena. And the Surrender Prayer is the refrain of that, that you can remember, which is, Oh, Jesus, I surrender it all to you. Take care of everything. And this helps us set aside that anxiousness. It helps us be able to not be preoccupied about things that, you know, we're worried about, we might be anxious about, you know, or the things that we're anguishing over. When we do that, when we give God control of things in our lives, there was a great song uh, about uh, Jesus take the wheel. That's what we need to do in our lives every day, but we can't do it if we don't lift up our spirit and love God. If we don't, allow ourselves to grow in our capacity to love then we're not going to experience all of what God desires to give us and he desires to give us all of the fruits all of the graces of the Holy Spirit all those gifts goodness and peace and joy and patience and kindness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control so we have to practice But we can do this by saying, for example, the surrender prayer. Or from the Divine Mercy Chaplet, Oh Jesus, I trust in you. Just a little phrase. Or Jesus, I love you. Whatever it is, whatever helps you be able to lift up your spirit, that is what we need to do each and every day so that we can get better at loving God but especially so that we're not spending our energies on things that generate worry, anxiety, and anguish. Our food for the hands comes from St. John of the Cross. He says, where there is no love, put love, and you will find love. I know that this can be hard, especially in a situation and please understand i'm not saying if you happen to be in the midst of a situation of abuse you need to get someplace safe okay but where there is no love we have the opportunity to put love so for example uh there might be a situation of where you know of someone in need Um, or let's think about a um a food food pantry many times people will come into a food pantry and they're looking for food they're not looking for love but the act of giving is putting love where no love is and then you'll find love and that's what I want to draw your attention to is Even if the action or the activity that you're involved with doesn't seem to have love be about it, put love into it. This can be something as simple as if you're you know in a transaction, for example, at a gas station or at the grocery store. There doesn't seem to be much love there. You know, you're paying for your groceries, you're paying for gas, okay? But you can put love into it. How? Something as simple as you recognize and see the person that you're dealing with. You smile. You ask how they're doing. If you have seen them a few times, you know, you can simply say, hey, you know, I've been in here a few times and you've taken care of me. What's your name? Or if their name is right there, to call them by their name, you know, on their name tag. Call them by name. Take the time to Put some care and consideration into that action and you're putting love there you're putting care and concern there this is how we can put love where there is no love and in the process you'll find love because almost invariably people will respond with care and love themselves they'll be like oh it's going okay thank you for asking or it's not so great and then you have the opportunity to be able to say well is there anything I can pray for you because you're not going to stand and have a conversation at the grocery checkout right okay but if this is somebody that you've known maybe this is the time that you have the opportunity to say well when you get off would you like to go for coffee and talk about it those are the opportunities where we are able to put love and in the process You'll be able to find love now many of us might Be in love with someone that is kind of unlovable or it might be somebody who's hurt you you know, how is it possible again to? Have love put love where there is none All of us have these situations and Even though We might not see how we can resolve these situations We need to try Just by little things It can be simple as sending a text saying i'm praying for you today or it can be you know uh, being intentional about loving ourselves so that we can love others and whenever there's a situation where you think that it's impossible, um, you know, trust God. Trust that God is working. If the situation is because of, you know, it's an unfortunate result of miscommunication or misunderstanding, um, many times it could be resolved. If we were to put love into it in a very small way, we just have to say yes. We just have to reach out we just have to start so the question really is how are you going to start putting love where there is none our food for the feet is part of the discipline of god to make his loved ones perfect through trial and suffering only by carrying the cross can one reach the resurrection archbishop fulton Sheen. Thank you, Fulton Jean, for stating what should be obvious to us as followers of Christ. But many times we slough it off to the side. We don't want to remember this. We want to think that, oh, well, maybe I can get through, you know, to the resurrection without having to deal with that cross. Maybe I can just die quietly in my sleep kind of thing. But the fact is is that this is part of the discipline that god makes those who he loves so that we are perfected through trial and suffering only by carrying the cross can one reach the resurrection another way to look at that is uh old uh, negro spiritual which said you know uh It might be Friday, but Sundays are coming. And that's what we have to focus upon. We have to be willing to uh, talk about the fact that, Lord, I know that you want only what is good for me. I know that you are seeking to perfect me through this trial, through this suffering I'm having to go through. Help me be able to pick up the cross, which you're going to help me with so that I can continue my journey towards the resurrection, towards eternal life. You know, um, we look at all these examples, you know, in saints' lives, and we think, oh, there's no way that I can deal with that kind of sickness or that kind of difficulty or that kind of rejection. Um... You know, it's very difficult to understand trials and sufferings being a part of God's will for us. Um, I think this is a part of why I always speak about, you know, um, offering up everything that you do not like, cannot change, do, do not choose, and do not understand. Our head tends to be the biggest thing that gets in the way for us to do God's will. Just bottom line. (laughs) So what I want to encourage you and also encourage me to do is to trust, to be mindful that we're only going to experience the resurrection after the cross because we're not going to be able to truly rejoice unless we've gone through trials and sufferings. And They help us prepare These trials these sufferings these difficulties They help prepare us to Experience the resurrection in a way we never could have imagined If we hadn't had to carry our respective crosses during our life It comes back again and again and again We have to trust that God is a good and loving God, and only desires what is good for us. I know, it can seem absolutely ridiculous. How is it that this this could be God's will? This suffering, this trial, this difficulty, you know, um, losing my job, losing a family member, uh, someone suffering from cancer, um, you know, which is the suffering and the trial I'm going through right now. Me. But we can look to the book of Job. Job went through all sorts of trials. He lost his entire family. He lost all of his children. He lost his homes. He lost everything. And in the midst of that, he remained faithful and a good man. And we need to strive to do the same. We have to believe and trust this truth that God is good. And that also, we are more capable than we think we are of being able to be in conformity with God's will. Think back to St. Francis de Sales, the food for the head, that first level. When things are going great, it's easy to celebrate the consolations. It's easy to love God in those moments. But when we are then... Being obedient to those commandments, to those counsels, to those inspirations. When we have to set aside some things, when we have to let go of some things, we're we're loving more. But we're loving most that holy summit of charity. Loving most in the midst of trusting and loving in suffering and in trials and in misfortune. When we believe that, then we truly are in union with God's will and we can be transformed by God's graces into the saints that he created us to be. So what might be some resolutions that you could take from our conversation today? Well, the first one, and I mentioned it uh, in the midst of the podcast, was to really make use of the Surrender Novena by Dom Dolindo Urtolo. Um, It is one of the best prayers that we can use. Uh, The refrain is one that I come back to time and time again. Oh, Jesus, I surrender it all to you. Take care of everything. And it really has helped me grow in trust, and I know it would do the same for you. So you know, definitely consider that as one of your resolutions. Another is to ask Our Lady to help you. And praying the rosary and asking for her intercession to be able to be given whatever graces that you might need in order to carry the cross that is before you right now. That is so powerful and highly encourage it. And the final one is something where it can be done in all sorts of situations, as I talked about, but resolve to put love in a situation where there doesn't seem to be any love present right then, or add a little bit more love to the love that's there. It can be something as simple, again, uh, and sounds trite, but it really makes a difference to give a smile to someone, to inquire about them, to ask how they're doing, and then to truly come to put love there and the first way we do that is by coming to know the person that we're encountering so resolve to put love someplace where there isn't a lot of love yet and see what happens Hey everyone, Lent is just right around the corner, and I wanted to encourage you to go to the SayYesToHoliness.com website and vote for the next book that I'm going to do for the Lenten Book Audio Online Retreat. I would really appreciate it. It will take you less than a minute to go to to SayYesToHoliness.com Click on the link on the homepage there to vote, and it's a two-question survey. One is you choose the book, and the second is you tell me if you want to be notified uh, when we're getting ready to start. So please go and do that, and at a minimum, make sure that you're planning for this upcoming Lenten season so it can truly be the most transformative one that you've had in your life. Thanks again for spending time with me today. If you have any suggestions for upcoming podcasts, please leave me a voicemail using the link in the podcast show notes, or you can visit my website at sayyesstoholiness.com or send me an email at christinasimmons at gmail.com. I look forward to the opportunity to continue the conversation we've begun here today. In the interim, please know my continued prayers for you and your loved ones especially that each of us may continue to strive to do whatever it takes in order to grow in holiness as we tell the master of death, not today. I look forward to having a conversation with you again soon. God bless.